dear friends, welcome to Six Degrees of Connection on Alatra TV Africa. On our daily basis, in live broadcasts, we meet people from various countries and continents to find out about their culture and to discuss very important questions concerning our society. Questions such as what kind of world each person would like to live in? How do we envision, how do we envision a society of happy people? And what can each of us do today to live in creative society tomorrow? And today, dear friends, we're traveling to Cameroon. The Republic of Cameroon is located in Central and West Africa and is surrounded by Nigeria, Chad, Central African Republic, Equatorial Guinea, Gabon, and the Republic of the Congo. I'd like to introduce you to my co-host today, Olga. Thank you, my co-host, Alexi. And our guest today is Claudia from Cameroon. And uh, hello, Claudia. Hello, Olga. Nice, to, nice hello. to connect with you. Thank you for joining us today. And before we start, before I ask you the very first question we ask in our broadcast, uh, what do you love about your country? I would like to tell that in our broadcast, we use the theory of six handshakes, which says that all people are connected within five or less uh, social connections. And thanks, thanks to this theory, the theory and modern technologies, many people from different countries can join discussion of this topic. So can you, dear viewer, if you would like to participate in our next broadcast, please contact us by email info at alatra.tv or simply leave a comment under this video. Our contact information you can see right now at the bottom of the screen. So, uh, Claudia, would you mind sharing with us what you love most about your country and what you're proud of? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, uh, I like Cameroon so much for the fact that uh, Africa in miniature, Cameroon has a uh, vast diversity of uh, culture, and uh, we can see that in, in terms of uh, the landscape, the topography, the different cuisines. When you visit Cameroon, you enjoy different meals like Eru, um, Acho, um, Okok of the central region, and we also have uh, different ethnic, ethnic groups in Cameroon. We have uh, the Barkas in the East region, and uh, we also have uh, uh, different uh, touristic areas like uh, the Limbe Beach, the Kribi Beach, the Limbe Wildlife Center, and if you go to a place like um, the South, a place where I once visited, you'll really be impressed with the with the different activities taking place there in June. When I was in June, I visited uh, a place, uh, I visited a picnic community in the, that area. You will really be impressed by the way they live and uh, their different activities and, and lifestyle. Also, what I like so much about Cameroon is the fact that Cameroon is one of the bilingual country so that makes it a very, uh, very welcoming for everybody, 
despite uh, maybe language barrier, if you don't understand Eng English, you should be you should be able to understand French. And if you are not a French speaker, you should be able to understand English. That makes communication very very friendly between uh, tourists or visitors that come into Cameroon and the uh, Cameroonian people. When uh, you look at Cameroon, you also see that uh, in Cameroon, Cameroon is one of the peaceful countries in Africa. So Cameroon has always been portrayed as uh, one of the peaceful countries in Africa where you live freely with other people despite your cultural differences, your ethnic differences, so despite your color or your race. So Cameroon is very hospitable. That's why a town like uh, Limbe is uh, named a town of legendary hospitality. Cameroonians are very welcoming. So Cameroon is a very hospitable country. That's what makes me very proud of my country cultural diversity, the bilingualism, and the love for one another. So if you are visiting Cameroon, don't be scared because you feel at home, away from home. Thank you so much. It's so nice to hear that, that there is such a welcoming country in our world. And uh, I'd love to visit your country. I also want to, to our viewers and all of us together Look at the pictures our designers prepared. I would like our technical support to ask you to put collages up on the screen. So you could see more about your country. And if you recognize any of these places, please comment on them and uh, so we could learn more about your country. <laughs> okay. Can you see the pictures? Mm, not yet. Actually, Claudia, okay. this okay. is just, okay. just fantastic. Okay, I can see. I can see the pictures. I uh -huh. think the first picture is uh, the political capital of Cameroon, that's uh, Yaoundé. And uh, on your right, that's in the middle of the screen. That is uh, Douala, the economic capital of Yaoundé. And uh, down on your left, I see something like uh, a mall in uh, Douala. I don't know, but the view seems to be, I don't know which mall in Douala. And uh, on your right, down bottom right, I see the star building. That's the prime minister's lodge in Yaoundé. And, on extreme right, okay, these are the different dishes that you find in Cameroon. <laughs> you switch <Yeah>. to food. <laughs> yeah, because the other, the last image is the image of the, of ENAM, the National School of Administration and Magistration. Magistration. And we move to the different meals in Cameroon. Yeah, we see the wildlife. See the, um, see, I can see an ostrich. Okay, yeah. This is fried rice, and those are traders in the market. This one is, uh, they call this meal, the one down with the white rice is uh, riz senegalese. So that's just part of the diversity in Cameroon because we don't just um, 
serve only Cameroonian meals, but we also serve foreign dishes. Like this one on your bottom left, with the, I think, fried plantain, that's dodo or Irish, yeah, fried Irish potatoes and white rice with uh, ndole, yeah, ndole. Ndole, that's bitter leaf prepared with um, granite, soaked or cooked granite, and the rice beside it. And in the middle, you have ndole and the ripe plantain. On the extreme bottom left, that is a mixture of uh, different food. I can identify concha, the meal right down there. That looks like is corn it, and porridge corn beans. Yeah. Is it a common yes. food? Is it something common that you eat every day or is the holiday dishes? I don't know. Yeah, in some homes, because these different meals are from different uh, localities of different tribes. So in those areas, those people like, eat the meals like on a daily basis. But in, let's say in uh, the political capital and urban areas like uh, Yawundi, you might find these meals maybe in some specific restaurants and people might prefer to have a variety of meals on their menu for the week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, we move to the different traditional dresses, not just the different dresses, the attires worn in Cameroon. Yeah, I can see the fans of the indomitable lions of Cameroon. That's the um, national football team. I see this looks like, uh, I don't know if it's uh, a tea on your extreme left, bottom left. Mm -hmm. And in the middle, this is the traditional regalia of the Northwest people of Cameroon. Uh, on your extreme, extreme left, I don't know, that seems to be the center region or the yeah, center, center east region, yeah. And in the middle, that looks uh, the Sahelian, those in the Adamawa, the extreme northern part of Cameroon. Mm -hmm. Do you wear national dress on holidays or as regular clothes also? Mm, yeah, it's uh, not really a regular attire because we attach a lot, a lot of respect which, uh, to that particular, to those particular attires. But with the advent of modernity, things have uh, a little bit changed because you can see uh, there are many occasions that take place on daily basis. For instance, like now in the month of uh, December, we have marriages almost every weekend and many people prefer to represent or maybe wear their traditional regalia to attend uh, these marriages. And when there are international events, uh, Cameroonians to prefer to portray their culture or maybe to dress in this uh, regalia as a um, sign of identity, cultural identity, or maybe to attach to their culture or show, portray their culture to the external world. And um, because uh, there is a lot of respect attached to this attire, when you go to the hinterlands, to the rural areas, you see that these traditional dresses are worn on special occasions or by um, a certain group of people, the elders in the society. So when they see you putting on this attire, they give you a lot of respect, especially when you're having the cap, the male, 
the cap uh, with the red feather that shows a sign of authority and respect. So when they see elders with these uh, timbers with the red feather, that's uh, those in the Northwest region, they pay uh, a particular, they pay particular attention to you because that identifies you as a notable. So they give you a lot of respect. Yeah, there's some, yeah, these are the different beaches in Cameroon. This is, I don't know, this uh, valley, I can't really, the waterfall, I can't really identify it. And uh, I'm seeing a park here that I don't think I've been to. And uh, I think this should be Creepy Beach. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really identify some of these places. Nature is so different. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've been to most of these places. Yeah, but this is just part of the touristic site that you see in Cameroon, the nature that uh, beautifies Cameroon, where you can go like uh, the beach that I'm seeing there, that looks like the creepy beach. When you come to Cameroon, you have a lot of places for recreation that uh, maybe you want to distract yourself a bit from the long activities during the day. You go to the beach and get some fresh air. Yeah, you can also go to, I don't think if it's this was a park, you go to the wild, wildlife centers and you will see different species of animals, uh, monkeys, chimpanzees. Um, elephants, lions, and tigers of different species. All those are found in Cameroon. Yeah, you also have waterfalls here. We have um, the Lake Awing. So I don't know, I've never been there. That is also one of the places you can visit when you come to Cameroon. Uh, this waterfalls, I can't really recall it. <laughs> Claudia, to be honest, these pictures are just magnificent, you know, and uh, <laughs> we, we've just had, I don't know, five to ten minutes of our conversation and we've just seen just uh, five pictures about Cameroon, but uh, I already want to visit Cameroon. It will be a pleasure to visit Cameroon. <laughs> you wouldn't regret doing that. This will be a pleasure, this will be a pleasure for me, to be fair. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is not about cuisine, this is not about so brilliant wildlife, not about sightseeing, but you mentioned very important thing to, to me, you mentioned that Cameroon is bilingual and multicultural and that you have um, um, numerous ethnic groups, yeah, but at the same mm -hmm. time you mentioned that you all are very friendly and that Cameroon is very um, sort of safe and safe environment here yeah, for people and this makes me uh, really impressed because, uh, <laughs> so uh, we'd like to now we'd like to move to the next part of our broadcast and to talk uh, more about the society about creative society and um, right now Millions of people from different countries of the world, they are actively joining the Creative Society project, sharing their ideas and uh, discussing the ways to build creative society for all people on the planet. And the main goal of the project is to build creative society 
for every single person on this planet. So please, could you tell us what creative society is for you? What the ideal society is for you? Okay, creative society to me means um, making the environment, the society uh, favorable for everyone, granting them freedom, equal freedom of right, that's human freedom, uh, human life. Everybody should be free to live freely and happily wherever they find it themselves. And um, yeah. People should also be able to, yeah, the right to association and to live freely. We should be able to create a friendly society for one another and try to shun the things that are against uh, things that are against humanity that are aimed at hurting humanity. We should instead put, portray the positive things that. Um, help better the life or, or maybe the livelihood of uh, human beings. Great. Great. Thank you, Claudia. We can see that all the challenges that a modern, a modern civilization faces today are the consequences of the consumer, consumer format of society and consumer relationships between people. So, um, you know that a lot of people, they wait for somebody to make changes in the world for them to make their life better. But um, what's your opinion? Uh, where should we start in your point of view? Okay, thank you very much. Um, I don't think uh, we need to wait for somebody to start uh, maybe a to start to make the society better for us because if at, a, at our own individual levels we do the little that we can, the society will be a better place for everybody. So I think it's not uh, one person's uh, duty or responsibility, it's a universal responsibility. All of us, no matter where we are, we have to try to do something positive, change the negativity in the society and I believe, as it's always said, a seed will multiply, a positive seed, of course, because if a bad seed is there, it can also change the world negatively. So we should try to paint or maybe plant the, a good seed at our own individual level, and that will, will create a ripple effect. Because if I plant like uh, the environment in the domain of environmental science, if I plant a tree, you plant a tree and Olga plants a tree, you will create a forest. But if you are waiting that I should plant a tree and he, she is also waiting, you are waiting who, at the end of the day, who end up waiting on each other and who would all face the consequences of maybe the climate change or the different climatic conditions that will affect uh, maybe the surface as um, a result of deforestation. Whereas if we take the initiative to each plant a tree, that will better the life of everybody because helping yourself is helping. Uh, helping yourself is not just, no, helping yourself or helping one another person, you must first of all begin by helping yourself because you cannot love another person without loving yourself. So that self-love has yeah. to be there. 
so that your, your neighbor can benefit from it and that's how it spreads. So it's uh, a universal responsibility. Everybody should take the initiative to change whatever they can because I believe that uh, what we, let me say what the problem that we might be facing in Cameroon might not be the same problem that you face in Russia, in Ukraine, in Ghana, in Nigeria, or any, in or any other part of the world. And um, if we can solve those individual problems that we have, those distinct problems, they will not multiply. If I'm solving the problem of uh, environmental or climate change, in my country, I don't think the effect will reach maybe the neighboring country, Nigeria. And if you are solving, um, let me say, a problem of uh, nepotism, tribalism, or racial discrimination, it won't spread to the next uh, country. And at that level, we'll be able to curb the level of negativity that uh, was about to spread to the world. And when it was, it spread it becomes very difficult to fight it. That's why I think it's always said that prevention is better than cure. So at an individual level, we should be able to prevent rather than wait for it to reach us before we start uh, reacting. Because we believe that in a society or communal society, my problem should be your problem. We should live in love and solidarity and the world will be a better place for everyone. This is truly heartwarming to hear that you have such approach. This is universal <laughs> and, yeah, no, really, this is universal approach and uh, if, if every person in this world used such approach, then <laughs> this world yeah. would be just amazing place to live in. Yeah, because change, if we change positively, the world will be better. But if we decide to change negatively, the world might even get worse because as uh, positivity spreads, that's also how negativity can also spread. So we should try to be positive as much as we can. Uh, Claudia, we know that that you are a journalist, yeah? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Could you, could you please tell us, um, in creative society, how do you see your profession? Uh, will be there any changes or everything will be as it is now? Yeah, I think I have uh, a mixed feeling a bit concerning that topic because we are in uh, an era of uh, information superhighway that information spreads so rapidly and uh, digitalization has really come and changed many things in the world. Everybody today has, uh, let me say, not everybody at least, uh, a, a certain percentage of uh, of human beings or people have access to the smartphone and uh, they can, and they are on social media, they have access to the internet. And with that, it makes the journalism profession a little bit um, challenging because um, there is now uh, a certain sort of uh, dilemma. Yeah, it is very difficult today to maybe distinguish between uh, a citizen journalist, that's an amateur journalist and a professional journalist because everybody will really wants to belong or maybe to, to uh, spread information. 
without really knowing the ethics of the profession. So I think we, we, the society really need to redefine news, what news is all about, what the people need to know, the, the, the ethics um, governing uh, the, the journalism profession, because I think those ethics are universal. Yeah, because um, with this digitalization, advancement in uh, information and communication technology, the jobs of journalists have really become challenging. And at times uh, when journalists uh, report, they, they publish their articles, uh, most often, at times they are being labeled as fake, not because they are actually fake, uh, but because maybe it didn't favor a particular uh, individual or institution, or maybe even a state. And at times what is true in a particular country will not necessarily be true in the next country. So we really need to make um, information uh, universal. What is true in Cameroon should also be true in other places. So that will reduce the issue of fake news and uh, maybe we'll be able to have the right information everywhere, a unique information, a unique uh, message because when there is uh, a multiple of information that distorts, uh, distorts communication, effective communication, because at an individual level, or maybe the, 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 the public, the masses, they won't be able now to distinguish between which information is real and which information is fake. So that brings in the issue of um, distrust of the, of the, of the media. Yeah, with the advancement of uh, in technology, many uh, the public has really, um, yeah, has really really uh, shifted a bit. That's uh, that trust has really dropped a bit with regard to the media because there is a lot of information on the internet, and almost everybody has this, the 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 has access to uh, information on the internet and they can also upload whatever they want to upload on the internet that makes uh, 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 that creates a certain a distortion of information so it creates um, uh, there's this unity there's a uh, let me say nuance yeah because when a journalist posts something another person might come and post a contradictory information and that uh, maybe as a journalist, I post, uh, let's say somebody has been killed, maybe shot in, uh, in, and the person is in the pool of his own blood. As a professional journalist, I won't push, uh, post that particular article or share it with the persons with that, uh, with the dead, with the corpse of that individual in his, um, in his pool of blood. But, uh, non-professional journalists and amateur journalists would think that because I didn't share the image with the bloodshed, it doesn't give credibility to that particular story. So the citizen journalists would uh, take that particular image, spread, share it on the internet, on social media in particular, and that's, and that's how it goes viral. And when it goes viral, and like that we don't know the number of people that um, 
that particular image can affect because there are some people that are very sensitive to blood. And I think uh, when you are doing that, you, some people even do that without uh, sharing or maybe warning the audience or giving a um, discretion, telling them about uh, the discretion of, the, of that particular image. And um, yeah, moving from there, I think the journalism profession is really, really suffering from a lot of creative society, a little bit challenging for journalists because let's say uh, on social media, I don't want to call it particular media here because there is a lot of censorship. What I post, let's say for instance, uh, let's take the case of the COVID-19 global pandemic. When, it, when, you, when we look at uh, the level of treatment or maybe vaccines or I don't know when it comes to treating the COVID-19. Like in my country, there are people that came up with, uh, I don't know, maybe like traditional medicines that they claim, because I put it claim, they claim could treat or has treated um, COVID-19 patients. But when you post, I have a colleague that posted that on, on social media and that particular story was flagged because what seems to be true, I don't know, maybe according to that particular social media platform, it's only the UN that has to approve or maybe declare that this one is a treatment for COVID-19 or for a particular disease. But actually the information was verified and it was shared on local media, but on international media, or maybe on social media, that same information was flagged. So it's really challenging uh, for journalists to be more creative uh, and to, uh, to help build the creative society in this modern era of digitalization. Thank you so much. And actually, yes, uh, we, we have a gift. We have internet, we can share information, we can provide information we can talk to each other like we talk today like i'm in ukraine you're in cameroon for example yeah. and uh, our technical support from other countries and um, i wanted to say that uh, each person each of us uh, plays a role in spreading information and how important it is to be responsible for the information we share. Sure, what yeah. do we share? Of course, as a like not journalist, as a regular person or a person who works in different field, um, we are responsible for what we share. But it's our personal opinion, and we can share information with some emotional attitude to it. But um, you, as a journalist, uh, or other people as a journalist. If they put this emotional attitude to some information, it means um, they uh, make other people uh, have same attitude maybe to this information. Like the, the way they provide information, uh, the way journalists provide information is very important because it goes uh, viral, it spreads around to big auditorium and it forms some... Um, judgment um, kind of uh, you, you understand what I mean right 
And yeah. I wanted to mention that uh, by um, you, you actually, when you was talking, you mentioned uh, the one of the foundations of creative society, uh, the transparent transparency, transparency and openness of information for all. For all. And um, I would like our technical support actually to uh, put this uh, put this uh, foundation again on our screens because we already had it when uh, I was talking. Yes, thank you, thank you so much. Yes, yes Olga, I think yes. there's another participant from Cameroon that just indicated there. Um, pardon me, I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, I'm saying that uh, I just saw another participant from Cameroon that sent a message. Uh -huh. yeah. Maybe he will join us. Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay, while uh, we fixing that technical issue, if somebody wants to join us, uh, uh, I'll read out the uh, foundation number four. Um, Yes, one second. Our technical support removed it. So foundation number four, transparency and openness of information for all. Uh, for those actually who hear about these foundations for the first time, you can read the full article about uh, foundations on uh, the website alatriunites.com. And these foundations were formed on the basis of uh, thousands uh, of interviews uh, of people from different countries, uh, from over 180 countries all over the world. Um, and uh, now I'm going to read it aloud, the transparency and openness of information for all. So every human has the right to receive reliable information about the movement and distribution of public funds. Each human has access to information about the status of implementation of the society decisions. The mass media belongs exclusively to the society and reflect information truthfully, openly, and honestly. What do you think about this uh, foundation? Um, does it actually carry uh, what you feel about, about it? How media is supposed to be in society? Yes, uh, that particular foundation of Alatra uh, has some characteristics. That's a uh, characteristic of basic news writing, which is uh, truthfulness, honesty, and uh, you have to do your uh, fact checking. Yeah, you have to present as a journalist, a professional journalist, you have to present just uh, the truth and mm -hmm. make sure fact checked whatever information you are sharing or maybe you are publishing on the internet or on whatsoever uh, media, because that's what distinguishes you bet uh, between uh, the citizen journalist and uh, the professional journalist. That's what makes you unique. That's the difference between you and somebody that's just uh, sharing information for sharing sake. So if all journalists uh, tend to respect or maybe go back to the basic characteristics of news writing, I think uh, will build a better creative society for everyone. Yes, thank you very much. And uh, I know that you, before the broadcast, you um, already reviewed the foundations uh, about, of creative society. Which one of them uh, you would like to talk about? Pardon? 
which of the foundations you would like to deepen in, um, maybe from the view of your professional field? Um, because you also mentioned uh, something that we see in other foundations, like creative ideology, for example. Yes, creative ideology. I think uh, in this modern era, uh, journalists really have to change or maybe uh, divert a bit from what from the traditional things that they have been doing in journalism and try to bring in new or maybe uh, yeah, new uh, initiative, new ways of doing things. For instance, news is not supposed to be only when uh, 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 maybe uh, 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 somebody dies, when there is a crisis, when there is war, conflict, and the rest in uh, one place or the other. We should uh, be more creative, uh, be more positive, we shouldn't only focus on the negativity, on the negative aspect of news. Uh, news shouldn't only be when the man, according to me, shouldn't only be when the man buys the dog. We, I think we really need to look at uh, redefining news. It shouldn't only be the other part mm -hmm. of uh, the story. We should try to make uh, a reporting balance. Yeah, we should stop yeah. uh, portraying using adjectives that will maybe make the society more hostile, such as I, uh, using adjectives that will uh, of propagation or that will uh, promote hate speech or hatred among one another. Uh, actually, we have it on the screen right now for our viewers, the Creative Ideology okay. Foundation. Okay. I agree with you, and I also want to read it aloud. Maybe um, there is something else we can, you know, open up yeah. in our conversation. So the creative ideology. Ideology should be aimed at popularizing the best human qualities and stopping everything that is directed against a human. The main priority is the priority of humanity, high spiritual and moral aspirations of a human, humanness, virtue, mutual respect and straightening of friendship, creating conditions for the development and uh, education of a human with a capital H, cultivating moral values in each person and society, prohibition of propaganda of violence, condemnation and denunciation of any form of division, aggression and anti-humane manifestations. We just... Of course, uh, if, it, if, it, if there is too much of the propaganda of violence, of uh, some aggressive behavior of people, um, this is something that does make us uh, feel happy when we watch that on TV, for example, or see it on the internet, or um, if we have uh, movies that are full of it. And uh, I actually, I'm, I'm for having some something positive, something that makes me feel great, some good news. Because even right now, if you watch news, we don't really feel how and don't know how many good things are done in the world right now, in the society. There's so many good things. 
there is so many good people and I want to hear about them. I'd like to know about them more. Claudia, you thank you very much for Claudia, thank you very much for raising such important topic about the ethics of journalism, about the ideology. And um, there is such a paradox in the world today that we actually all want to live in a good world, yeah? in a happy world, in a friendly world, etc. But for some reason, we do very strange things. And um, in order, but in order to build creative society, we should be united by, by one goal and act. And only in unity with you know, mutual understanding and respect, combining all our best skills and abilities, our talents, we can really build society we can be proud of, really proud of, and leave the better world for our kids. And this depends on every one of us. And even without one single person, this society won't be complete. This society won't be as good as it should be. So um, in your view, how can we unite you know, in one action? How can we achieve the goal together? Is there any mechanism which can just bring us all together? Okay, like I earlier said that uh, we should, uh, first of all, start at an individual level. We should uh, show self-love for ourselves because if we don't uh, love ourselves, we won't be able to love uh, our neighbor. So we should uh, treat our neighbors the way we would like to be treated, the way we would like to treat our own selves or maybe the way, because maybe some people like to be treated in a negative way, we should treat the, our neighbors or those around us the way they want to be treated. And I believe nobody will want to be treated badly. So if we have a common goal of treating one another uh, uh, positively in the best ways, I think uh, the society will be a better place for everyone. So we should uh, try to be one another's keeper and we should have a common goal and object objectives to maybe make the world a better place for everyone, no matter where you are, no matter where you are coming from. So that if somebody is coming from uh, Russia to Cameroon, the person should so feel at home, at peace with uh, everybody. So I think uh, when we take that move, uh, our world will be a better place. That would be great. I agree with you, absolutely. And actually, uh, we create demand. And uh, we, we will, if we all want to live in a better society uh, and we're ready to act for it, we just need to let other people, hey, let's go, let's build better society. Let's do something about, about the world. Let's uh, unite and uh, um, let's do everything for our children to have future and have better future than what we have right now. So, and currently, uh, it's very important to inform every single person about the creative society, about the idea of uh, creative society, uh, because in everyday life, not uh, every person can actually have time. 
to stop and think about something else happening in his or her life because we are too busy. We are getting up, quickly getting ready, running to work, coming from work. And, you know, this routine, everyday routine doesn't let us uh, stop and actually relax and think, uh, do I want to leave this place? Maybe I want to work four hours a day, four times a week, go to work and have more time for my personal development, for my family, for other things I'm maybe interested in, like hobbies. And uh, I think it's very important, uh, very important right now to inform uh, everybody about the idea of creative society and the role of mass media in this is extremely important. And um, yes, go ahead. I think it's very important to rebuild the trust in mass media because, because that's what we see on screens of TV, that's what we see on internet. And um, it's very important right now for uh, journalists to unite too and you know, popularize kindness, moral values, like yeah. honor, dignity, and the best, uh, best value, best um, uh, human values like friendship and uh, peaceful relationships among nations. Uh, because we're all people and we all want the same. We, we all have families. Uh, we uh, live in a society uh, where we have to work a lot and think about, worry about future. So we all want this to change and we all want uh, this better future. Then we don't need to worry about tomorrow when uh, we know for sure that our grandchildren, for example, uh, won't worry about place to live or what to wear or what to eat, or even like uh, nowadays, some countries are struggling uh, without uh, drinking water. Yeah. So mass media is very important right now. You have a great, yeah. great profession. <laughs> Yeah, the mass media really has um, a very important role to play in uh, changing uh, behavioral, uh, yeah, in the, towards behavioral change, changing the way people should behave and the way they should do things. That's why, um, yeah, there's a theory that explains that that's really gone off my mind for now. Yeah, there's a theory that the mass media has. Uh, it, it creates a hypodemic effect of whatever mm -hmm. thing we share on the media. Yeah, um, the yeah this hypodemic effect because when information goes out, it has it creates a, an effect an impact, consciously or unconsciously, be it negative or, or positive. So the mass media really has a great role to play. Journalists have to maybe uh, try to rephrase the way they do things, try to uh, um, maybe uh, revise their vocabulary, their diction, yeah, their writing style so as to create that behavioral change. Because I think whatever thing the media that is shown on the media would really create, you can build or it can destroy. That's why the media is considered as the fourth arm of the government.
in the society because of the important roles that it has in building the society or in shaping opinion, uh, setting the agenda. So if the mass media uh, uh, portrays positivity, a lot of positivity uh, uh, to the public, I think that is already part of setting the agenda. And once uh, the agenda of positivity has been set, I think the public will do what is necessary for the to uh, make life better for everyone. Thanks a lot, Claudia. You have so much opportunities um, on your place, on your professional place, to spread information about the possibility of having greater life, having better society, better people around us. Um, we do hope that you use this opportunity every day. Thank, thank you, thank you for this. And uh, you know, very soon, uh, very soon, millions of people will uh, join um, conference, which will be out on the 20th of December, 2020, which is very soon. And this, the main topic of, of this conference will be creative society, united we can. So people will voice over what they already do, you know, for creating a better world for everyone. And we will discuss new possible ways to move in faster to, to our goal, to creating the world we now just dreaming of, but which, is, which can become real. Very possible, yeah. I actually wanted to mention that this conference will be um, will be going live from the like every every single uh, social resource like uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and uh, uh, LinkedIn and Instagram, and everyone uh, will, everyone is welcome to. Uh, share this conference to to share this uh, conference because this is our common future it will be will be a, a, like not exactly but um, I wanted to say that everyone who who is supporting the idea of creative society can share this uh, video to this conference can share the link uh, for. Uh, people to also participate to make a live stream and uh, make this contribution to a better future for all of us and um, it's very easy to join creative society project uh, you just need to go to a lotterynice.com website and uh, push join button uh, our technical support was just showing that to us and uh, I'll ask them to show it again. One second. Yes, there you go. So you you click the join button and then you choose the way you would like to participate in. And you're part of the project. And uh, you can stream this conference from your personal maybe personal uh, YouTube or Facebook account and uh, more all of your friends will find out about uh, this uh, huge event 
which will answer all the questions about the creative society, how is it possible and why is it important right now for all of us to join? Why is it important and uh, what are the issues of our society nowadays, of our uh, uh, society right now and how important it is for all of us to make a step forward and uh, start to change from ourselves. In most cases, Claudia, in, in most cases, we think that it's so difficult to uh, start changing the world. But nowadays, it's really, really easy. Uh, what person should do, just open a link on uh, his or her mobile phone, on laptop, etc., on tablet, and just join to the conference, join to worldwide discussion, and listen to what other people think about the ways out of this uh, consumer society, and express their own points of view. Uh, there is nothing easier than that, so <laughs> why not? Yeah. We, should, we should spread this opportunity and, and just unite. Yes, you know, I just wanted to mention that if we were able to build such a big consumer society in our world, what can stop us and really it's much easier to build creative society than such a complicated hard consumer society so i think we can do it and uh, i know we can do it so i want to invite you and all our viewers and uh, every single person to the conference upcoming conference and um, i would like to show a short video uh, trailer about uh, the upcoming conference. Our technical support will show it to us in a second. Every day, we share a great amount of information. This information forms our reality. Is this the way we wish to live? We need change. The change starts with us, with the information we share. Consumer society leads us to death. We need a new vector of life, a creative society. It is up to you and me to build a creative society worldwide where human life is the main value. Development of humanity is the main aim. Human safety is the main priority. Is it possible to build a creative society now? Yes. All we need to do is unite in one common idea. A creative society People around the world are already acting to share the idea of creative society with the whole world to make it a reality. Learn how on the unique international online conference 
creative society. United, we can. December 20, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, live on Alatra TV. You are the one who can change the future. What is interesting, this, this video is very much about your profession, yeah? Claudia. I didn't get to. Can, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. I mean, this video is very much about your profession, you know? Information <laughs> forms the reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Uh, Claudia, thank you very much for your time today. This conversation was really interesting. And I do hope that at some point of, um, in my life, I will come to Cameroon and see, this, and see this brilliant country, you know, with brilliant people. Thanks a lot. And um, it's time to invite your friends. And uh, we, would we would like to ask you, if you already know whom you'd like to invite, to invite this person and we will get in touch with uh, he or her and um, records another brilliant interview okay yeah thank you very much we'll be glad to have you in Cameroon <laughs> do you know anyone you would like to invite for the next broadcast to continue this chain of uh, six handshakes uh, to check the theory of uh, six handshakes and six handshakes and continue the chain of uh, broadcasts Yes, certainly. I would share the the website and the, maybe some contacts with you, or try to maybe um, do more of uh, um, sensitization about Alatra in Cameroon, and maybe uh, bring in some other colleagues to join Alatra TV. Uh, yes. Participation to contribute to building the change that we all need. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for this sincere and open conversation we just had. Uh, I want, I want uh, to invite everyone who supports Creative Society to join the project and uh, contact if you contact us if you have any interesting ideas about uh, how we can do it all together uh, you see the contact information at the bottom of the screen if you share our this idea please share this video uh, with two hashtags creative society and hashtag alatra unite thank you very much thank you for Thank you, Alexis. Thank you, Claudia. Thank you, ladies. It was a real pleasure to talk to you. Thanks a lot. Thank you, too. See you. See you again, maybe on the next broadcast with one of your colleagues or friends. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. See you. Bye, -bye. Bye.